So welcome to the Global Discussion, discussions with creatives, leaders, and thinkers. Today, I'm joined by Gia Elhassan. Gia, you're very welcome to the podcast. Let's begin by asking you to introduce yourself and a little bit about your story and what you're involved in to our international audience. So over to you, Gia. Thank you so much, Simon. It's an honor to be here. It's my pleasure to be in this amazing initiative you're doing. Uh, my name is Joydi Al-Hassan or Gia Al-Hassan. Uh, currently, I'm an online marketing specialist. I run a global agency for marketing and advertising and branding. And I'm also the a host for the shows uh, Gia, Decoded with Gia on Twitter Spaces. And uh, before all of that, I was actually in the medical industry for about eight years. And then um, I traveled the world. Then I finally settled into Malaysia. I am I'm actually Sudanese American and I'm a, a digital nomad in Malaysia right now. So uh, I came here and then I found out foreigners can't work in the medical industry. So then I decided to pivot and I was always inter interested in business. So I did an MBA and I found my passion. I love this so much, especially marketing. And I started there and uh, with the, the, the the medical side and the business side and the marketing side, it kind of all came together in this beautiful creation. And uh, then I was inspired to start my my own agency. And uh, here I am today. And tell me, what is it like being a digital nomad in your part of the world? What's that like? It's, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, first off, it's one of the things that I never imagined myself doing. I always imagined myself in this corporate job and uh, just sitting on this, you know, company with a big house and children and family. So I never expected that I would actually be traveling and meeting new cultures and actually working in different countries. But I love the sense of freedom that I got. I love the sense of it opened my mind to a lot of different cultures and how it challenged how I run a business on the move all the time. So that was uh, <laughs> that was quite an adventure, but it's it's quite fun. It's not for everyone, definitely not. Uh, it has its own challenges, visas, money, culture, paperwork, so yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, so tell me, that was a huge pivot from sort of your, your medical background into what you're doing today. How important was going back and doing the MBA as part of that journey? Uh, my, it was my father's voice in my head always. Like, you know how, when your parents are like, yeah. oh, you're really good at this. Why don't you just do that? And you're like, nope, I, I'm doing the exact opposite of what my parents told me. So, uh, when I came here, um, my father said, I always have a good business mind, but I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to continue my medical field. And uh, then when I came here, I was kind of faced with a situation that, okay, I can't work here because I'm a foreigner, so I have to do something. Then I decided to go to business school. And they were like, um, you don't have to start from scratch. You can just do your MBA. So I did the MBA. And I think third week in, and it just clicked. It was just like that missing puzzle piece that I was looking for. And it just clicked. I excelled in it. I enjoyed it so much. And I just decided to go with it. Well, that's great. And uh, obviously that that was sort of the, the missing part, if you like, or it just clicked. Um, yes. So tell for our audience again, could you maybe just unpack your your agency? Because you set up an agency, haven't you? So could you maybe tell tell us a little bit about the type of work that you do, why you set up the agency, et cetera? Okay. So um, I, I was working, I was trying to find something 
that I can, because I travel a lot. So I was trying to establish something that I can take with me other than starting a business in a country, finding a physical office and doing all of that. So uh, I looked up online a lot and I literally had to unlearn to learn. And what I found out what was, what were people doing back in the day? So I started the business as a VA, virtual assistant. And uh, then I got hired by a couple of companies in the US and uh, UK. And then I worked, I did that. And then slowly with word of mouth, I started to grow. And then it became a two person team, a three person team. And that's when I kind of leveled up to full marketing scale and uh, funnels and high end coaches, like, um, like very high end coaches, um, kind of marketing type. And then from there, um, I just grew. And it was just, it was just literally growing through word of mouth. That's it. That's exactly how I grew it. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? With all these tools that are available to yeah. us today, and yet word of mouth is still a very important part of the marketing makeup. Yes, um, it is. I have not spent a single cent on advertising for my agency. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And um, obviously, for those who may not know, you're also very prolific when it comes to social audio you know, speaking, using your voice, you're no stranger to this. And anybody who's been on social social audio platforms may have come across you. But for people who haven't, could you maybe tell us a little bit about social audio decoded that show that you, you run and, you know, what got you interested in the social audio space? Because I know you're still very active there. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. Um, so I was always um, passionate about public speaking and getting the message across teaching people new things. And uh, with video and Facebook lives and Instagram, I always had to dress up and be extra and do like an extra thing on the side. So it was taking time from my work as well. And then Clubhouse came and we were all forced into the pandemic and joined Clubhouse. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can just talk to anyone from my room and say whatever I wanted to say and on my phone without anyone seeing me all the time. I was like, yes, yeah, sign me up. Uh, then we started and then I connected with a couple of people in Clubhouse, but I didn't like the exclusivity of Clubhouse. I just didn't like it. Like many people were kind of dominating the the clubhouse and they weren't letting people up or it was hard to grow so I didn't find myself there and then Twitter spaces came up and I just went in and I just enjoyed it was a very different vibe people were a bit more humble and people were connecting with each other and it was fun and then I decided to just start doing what I wanted to do talk what I wanted to talk about basically just teach inspire coach and um, just discuss with people and that's how it grew and then I didn't know how to run a show on social audio. I've been doing event management for the past 10 years, but I didn't know how to do that on social audio or how to grow a brand on social audio. So then I saw, I, I saw a couple of people that were running regularly. So I was like, you know what? Since I don't know, I'm just going to call these experts to my show and teach me while I'm running a show while they're teaching other people how to do this. And it just took off. And because I didn't find anyone to teach me. And then, so I brought the people in and then people loved it and it started to grow. And it's, I kind of supplied the demand that was lacking in the space. So I did that and it was, it was very rewarding. I met amazing people. Um, they're my family now. I trust them with my life. <laughs> we call, we talk every day. So, um, and now the show is growing. And um, it's my passion because I've always had a passion for uh, 
having uh, technology access. So I really wanted people to have access to technology, access to information for free. So every time it's like, Gia, your show is really successful, monetize it, mon no. Because my goal is that everybody on any corner of this earth can have access and information through my show so I can up-level everyone around us. Well, that, that's, uh, that's credit to you, Gia, because that show has grown and grown and grown. I've seen it. I've attended some of the discussions that you've been involved in. And it's a great sharing community would be the way I'd describe it because there's a lot of, lot of information that you pass on. And there's an awful lot of connections made. And I, I just want to go back to a comment that you made a moment ago about the people that you've, you've met there. Obviously, yes. being a digital nomad now, instead of this corporate life that you sort of transition from into this digital nomad, you've got your own agency, which is scaling. You've got the show, which is scaling. My question is this. Are you finding that your online relationships, your online friendships with people are as good as in real life? Or is that just a ridiculous statement and it, it can't be as good as in real life because I've never met any of these people or some of these people? Or because you, you made a really strong comment there that I trust them with my life. So you, you obviously got a strong digital bond, even though I'm imagining you've never met some of these people, actually. Nope, nope I haven't met them, but we speak every day uh, on Zoom calls at least once a week. And uh, we connected on a really deeper level. They know about my, my family, um, everything. So... To answer your question, uh, I'm a social butterfly. So everywhere I go, I just connect with everyone and I talk to everyone. Uh, I do have a good social life and connections here, but it's it's just different. You know what I mean? Like when I go to my social life here and I'm like, hey guys, Elon Musk is taking over Twitter and Twitter spaces are crashing and we're doing this. They're just going to look at me like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So, <laughs> so with my people from my family from twitter spaces those are the people that i connect with like we share everything we're growing we're always discussing and debating and and doing things so when i come to them when i want to nerd out basically they're my people but if they come here a lot of them uh want to come to malaysia so i'm like yeah guys you gotta come here before i leave so uh we're planning a get together hopefully it happens and um yeah so i do yeah i think I think I like my digital people more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. And I know quite a number of digital communities. They do try and all get together at certain points in a year just to build that sort of in real life uh, sort of um, relationship. But it is amazing, isn't it? You you mentioned the pandemic and Clubhouse and then you move into Twitter spaces that how all of a sudden, I think you were saying, you know, you could you could connect with people all over the world just from your room. And it, it kind of was like a a penny drop moment wasn't it for a lot of people yeah, yeah it was it was yeah. and it, it was amazing how the it's it's um the lack of effort that it takes to connect quickly with people you just hear their voices and you know exactly how they're feeling because voice and we're always wearing wearing our headphones when we're on spaces voice is one of the most intimate um Voice, uh, ways of communication between humans so when I hear voices when you hear there's no filter like I could be here hosting the exact same space 
on video with my makeup on, hair, filters, lighting, everything. And people won't be listening to what I'm saying because you could be distracted by someone beautiful or the way their background is. But when you're just listening to people, that's a whole different game. That's yeah, why people come in faster. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I was talking to Billy Dees about this recently. I think you know Billy uh, Dees, yeah. and uh, yeah. bit of an audio guru. And uh, Billy was talking about how it's a real personal experience. It goes right into the ear. You're connecting directly with your audience. So I, I understand what you're saying there. Um, and so, Gia, let me let me change it up a little bit. Um, thanks for sharing about your, your journey and, you know, being a digital nomad and the agency. And it all sounds very exciting. When you take on information, when you read, for example, do you find yourself reading a lot online? Do you like reading books? Do you listen to audio books? Have you got any particular genre or, or authors in particular that you'd follow? Or how do you take on knowledge? Through any medium, really. It depends on what I'm doing. Like, uh, I like to always have physical books in my hands, especially those that are containing more emotional stat, like more emotional um, energy that I need to kind of absorb it. Um, I'm always listening to audiobooks and podcasts at, at all the, all, everywhere. I'm walking, running with the kids because I'm a mommy too. So I'm always on the move. So um, I found amazing audiobooks just through listening. And uh, I'm the type of person that I, every single minute in my day has a job. So no minute goes wasted. So I'm always either reading, listening, writing, talking um, about whatever information that I'm taking in. Even the shows that I watch, they're curated because I, I am very, um, I'm very attentive to, the, to anything that comes. I'm very intentional to anything that, that absorb what my eyes are looking at, what kind of music I'm listening to, kind of food I'm eating, what kind of books I'm reading, what kind of people I'm talking to or spending time with. So that affects a lot of uh, the, the person I am, basically, is what we absorb in. So Right. So you're not just consuming media for media's sake. You're, you're intentionally deciding what you allow in and what you don't allow in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what about your journey? You, you've had a wonderful journey uh, on your career so far. When you look back, are the people along the way that have inspired you or people that you admire, either within business or outside of your area of business, is there anybody that springs to mind that you, you sort of admire or have inspired you along the way? Um, as cliche as this might sound, my children. Right, right. Yeah, my children truly changed my life. Um, the way they, the way they're growing, the way they, they, they challenge me to be a better version every single day, especially with boys, like get me started on this, but especially with boys, they truly challenge you. Uh, another person that truly inspired me in the way she, she carries herself through challenges and struggles, uh, is definitely my mother. Um, because my father passed away when we were really young. So she had to take the load. Uh, of raising five children on her own and going through college and marriage and all of that. So she truly taught me the meaning of resilience, the meaning of strength in the most times of like, when a lot of people can collapse and just take you know the dark side, but she didn't. And that's one of the things that every time I, I go inside something that's challenging, I just remember what would my mom do? What would she do? How would she handle it? And she always handled things with grace. Especially like, you know, when they're in corporate, a lot of 
you know, drama happening. So I always ask myself, like, how would my mom handle this with grace or is she going to start fighting with someone? <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, so those those I love, three I love those answers because, you know, some people, they just reel off sort of the the corporate sort of a-list names but it's true isn't it children i think you know for people who who have children it does change a lot it does make you think about things differently so i i i completely uh, hear what you're saying there and uh for anybody who's lost a parent um particularly when they were young i mean maybe only late a little bit later in life when we're a little bit older that we realize the struggles and the challenges that they must have had to go through and you look back on that and re suddenly realize don't you that yeah. wow that was something that they really had to work through that they really handled well uh, probably difficult days i'm sure but um they're two great life examples that you've shared that that not only sort of inspire and motivate, but you learn from those things too, don't you? Uh, whether they're boys or girls, you you certainly learn, that's for sure. Definitely. They make sure you learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. And anybody listening or watching this with children will go, will be nodding their heads saying, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, and then what about advice, Gia? Because obviously on your show, you share a lot of advice. Uh, but is there any any advice that you have learned along the way that you've held on to that you still use today? Or is there any advice you'd like to share with our audience? Um, okay, so when when you're growing, you go through a lot of phases of growth and different situations. So you kind of carry different types of advice as you go. But there's one that stayed consistent with me. I, from my background, I come from a highly achieving family, meaning you, if you're not a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer, anything below those three is not acceptable. So it was kind of, oh, I was, oh, I was very hard on myself that I had to kind of achieve success. But then every time I fall, I realize I'm not successful. So, but one of the things that where I am right now in my life is that I realize is that success basically is not the final journey. Every phase of my life has its own meaning of success and that failure is not fatal. Like it's okay if I fail, that I can fall hundred times and still get up again. And one of my best advice to anyone here or the best thing that I do personally right now is just one word, jump just jump. If you feel there are two types of fear when you're about to jump, when something new is coming, the fear that you feel that is making you get goosebumps, that is making your heart beat faster, but you're excited at the same time. This is the moment. That's the exact moment when you just jump. But if it's a pit in your stomach and there's extra type of fear or like it's pulling you in, and maybe it's time to just sit and just listen to the signs. So these are the things. It takes a lot of training, emotional intelligence, and heightened senses that you train your body to kind of understand your physiology. But jump because you have one life and you got nothing to lose, really. Really. Like if we think about it, we really don't have a lot to lose. We just have to just go and try it. The worst thing you could say is like, oh, well, I tried that and I failed. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying as well, Gia, about um, I'm going to I'm going to use the term parental pressure, but it, it it's not really a pressure. Now I think about it. It's a parental expectation, maybe. 
And a lot of people growing up around the world have, there's an expectation on them. You're saying there was this sort of level in your own family where you had to come up to this certain grade. And I know a lot of people who, who carry that with them through their life. And then they maybe realize when they're in a career that this isn't actually what I want to be doing. You know, they've put in the hard work, they've achieved it, but they've actually been working to somebody else's expectation or somebody else's um, hopes and dreams. And, you know, they sort of pivot then. Um, and that pivot seemed to happen early for you. You sort of realized, actually, I, I want to make a change here. Whereas some people, they might be 20 years doing something and then suddenly wake up one day and say, I don't actually know why I'm doing this. This isn't what I wanted to do. And maybe it's as we get older. I'm not sure. Um, but that's that's wonderful uh, advice to to pass on. And I love the the simplicity of just one word: jump. Yeah. And if it feels right, and if the heart rate's you know up, and it, it's pulling you in, um, just jump. And if if it's that other sort of deep rooted fear, maybe just hold on a bit. You know, just um, a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Um, so, look, before we wrap up, I want to squeeze in a couple of quick questions, Gia. At the time of us recording this, I'm delighted that you're, you're part of our sort of launch program for this new podcast. But we're sort of going into this new year. You know, we're working our way through the new year. What are your plans? What are you passionate about for 2023? What are you focused on? What are you thinking about as the year unfolds? Um, that's a great question because, uh, I remember when 2020 was rolling in, everyone was giving all of these motivational speeches and everyone was going hard for 2020 and then the pandemic happened. So 2022, everyone was quiet. And now 2023, um, I do have the uh, optimism and confidence to say that things are going to definitely be better for everyone. And I feel it. And, uh, from my personal goals is I'm definitely expanding the show. Um, I'm reaching out to sponsors and because I want to keep the show for free. I want to access Africa, I want Asia, everywhere. And um, it reached to number 16 in Malaysia on Apple Podcasts and 60 worldwide. So to me, that's an indicator that I need to keep pushing. And my passion is still to inspire, to let others see no matter what we struggle with, no matter what we're going through, that this is not the end, that it's okay, that let's let's keep moving, let, let's go forward. And uh, so the show is going to expand. Uh, I'm probably launching a social audio academy and event management. So hoping for the best. Oh, yeah, lots planned by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of work too, but... Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. It's definitely what people are looking for. And if I can be a catalyst in making it a better Twitter spaces or social audio, a better space for everyone, then why not? I'll be happy to. Yeah. Thanks, Gia. So, so look, I suppose the last thing is if people do want to sponsor your show or if people just want to follow you and catch up with where you are online, what's the best place for them to find you and the second part of that question is is there anything that i haven't asked you that you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap up today so how do people find you uh, how do they get in touch with you what's the best way and is there anything else you'd like to share okay uh, i'm always available on twitter twitter is my home i like to connect with people there a lot 
Uh, and all of my social handles are the same. They are at Gia underscore El Hassan. And uh, it's, it's the same everywhere. And uh, I'm available on Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere, basically. I'm a social media, I work in social media, so I'm everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I'll also, if you want to catch up with the show, it's at the decodedwithgia.com. This is where I regularly update the show, but it's also available on all major distributors as well. And um, yeah, so connect with me on Twitter. I answer all my DMs, everybody. So, so yeah. that's great. So people can catch you at Gia underscore El Hassan, or they can catch up with the show at the web address you gave out. We'll add the link uh, to the to this episode. And uh, anything else you'd like to share before we wrap it up today, Gia? Um, well, uh, now just uh, keep your keep an open mind for everyone who's listening today. Just keep an open mind for the new year. Um, unlearn to begin learning again because life is beautiful. Life is amazing. There's so much. Everyone has a potential and everyone has a purpose and a passion. It's there for those who keep saying, I can't find it. I promise you it's there. Just keep an open mindset. Try new things. Get out of your comfort zone. And I promise you're going to find it. And I hope I'm there with you when you guys find it. Well, that's a wonderful note to end on. Continued success in all that you do, Gia. Thank you for being part of the Global Discussion. And uh, that brings us nicely to the end of this episode of the Global Discussion. So thanks to everybody who's been watching or listening. Uh, thanks for Gia for joining us. And make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, do all the usual things if you'd like to hear more discussions with creative leaders and thinkers. So thank you, Gia. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure is mine. Thank you.